perhaps we can look at a few verses and thoughts on the Lord's intercession for us as our great high priest. Um, if I could just read this verse two from the hymn we just sang. Verse two said, Lord, in all thy power and glory, still thy thoughts and eyes are here. Watching o'er thy ransomed people to thy gracious heart so dear. Thou for us art interceding. Everlasting is thy love. And a blessed rest preparing in our Father's house above. You know, what an amazing thought to think that in all of his greatness, in all of his glory, he still has his eyes and his thoughts on us. He's still being there in the presence of God. He still utters our name in prayer, praying for us, interceding for us. It's really amazing to think about. Brother Colin read from John 17 at the beginning of our meeting today. And we often call this the high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus. And we see his concerns there for his disciples. We see his concerns there for us, those who would believe um, from their message. And those concerns are still the same. I believe that he is still praying for us, still bringing those same requests. And I think about myself as a father and how I'll oftentimes pray for Maurice and um, ask the Lord for his help and trust in trusting him with his future. And I know that God hears those prayers and I know I'm confident that he answers. But if he hears my prayers, how much more the prayers of our great high priest when the Lord Jesus prays for you, things happen. Um, I think of how he would tell Peter, um, I am praying for you. So he was about to be attacked by the enemy. But the Lord said, I have prayed for you and you will come through on the other side. I just wanted to read uh, two passages, first in Romans chapter 8, just bringing this thought before us. Nothing complicated, but just such an amazing thing to remember. And I think sometimes I forget, but to remember that the Lord Jesus is praying for me, praying for you, praying for those I love, interceding for them, um, interceding for us all. Romans chapter 8, um, I can just start in verse 31. Of course, Romans chapter 8 is a powerful chapter about the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 31 says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? 
He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. And then he goes on to say, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Of course, nothing and no one can separate us from the love of Christ. But we can see where the Apostle Paul is going in these passages. He's basically thinking, if God, the very God who made all things, if he's on our side, do we really have anything to fear? We don't. In the same way, if the Lord Jesus is praying for you this morning, if he's praying for me, do I have anything to be anxious about? Do I have anything to fear? No. There's nothing that the enemy can say in accusation against me that the Lord Jesus won't be able to combat with his intercessory prayer. I think of kind of a, uh, a courtroom scene. If you, I can read one verse from 1 John. I wasn't going to read this per se, but just one verse uh, in 1 John chapter 2. You know, in 1 John 2, he starts off that chapter saying, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. That's the desire. That's why we read the word of God. That's why we come to him in prayer and we're disciplining ourselves that we might not sin. But what happens when we do? What happens when we mess up? The enemy is right there to begin his accusations. He accuses us uh, to ourselves. He accuses us to others. What kind of a believer would do such a thing? And even in the presence of God, but it says, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the one who pleads our cause, pleads our case, and we know that his prayers are heard for us. Just read one more passage from Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7 is speaking of the fact that the Lord Jesus's priesthood far surpasses any other priest before or since. So in Hebrews 7, you could really read the whole thing, but I can pick it up in verse 23. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office, but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost or to save completely, fully, those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives 
to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. So this is our high priest. He always lives to make intercession for us. What an amazing thought to know that this morning the Lord Jesus is praying for you, that he's praying for me. We can take great confidence in that. We can bring our own requests before God and join our voices uh, to the voice of the Lord Jesus, confessing our sins and uh, trusting that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, perhaps we can sing hymn 178, hymn 178, which says these words in verse 1. Our great high priest is sitting at God's right hand above. For us, his hands uplifting in sympathy and love. While here below in weakness, we onward speed our way. In sorrow, oft and sickness, we sigh and groan and pray. But we thank God this morning that our great high priest is sitting at God's right hand above, praying for you and for me. Our great high priest is sitting at God's right hand above. For us his hands uplifting in sympathy and love. Whilst here below in weakness, we onward speed our way in sorrow oft and sickness. We sigh and groan and pray. Manifold temptation, my soul holds on her course. Christ's mighty intercession alone is her resource. My gracious high priest pleadings, who on the cross did bleed, bring down God's grace and blessings, help in each hour of need. Oh, Jesus, blessed Savior, we hope to see thee soon, who once on earth did suffer, who soon for us will come. T'was God's most gracious favor, gave thee his son to die, to live. 
intercessor to plead for us. 